All right, everybody. Hello, everyone, and welcome to part one of Film Music Media's second annual symposium. My name is Kai Savas. I am the founder of Film Music Media, and I'm so excited to be here today with this amazing panel of composers, songwriters, and storytellers. So first up, let's introduce our panel. Um, they are children's content creators, songwriters, educators, and two of the co-founders of the new streaming service, Kids Imagination. Uh, please welcome Rachel Cherist and Aaron Burtum. Hey, hey thank you so much for having us. Appreciate it. Of We're so excited nice to be here. Thank you. Thanks for coming. And uh, next, they are uh, the most, uh, most recently the co-composers of a Christmas dance reunion, along with a host of other great work together individually. Please welcome Antonio Naranjo and Myro Stam. Hello, hello. Hello. Hey, thanks guys, for having us. Yes, thanks for having us. Happy to be here. So this panel, we're focusing on duos here. You guys are partners, you've been working together. So I'd love to get started and ask all of you how, what's the origin story? How did you guys meet? Uh, let's start with uh, Antonio and Myro first. Um, so we met, I guess about four or five years ago. I was actually yeah. looking for a singer uh, for a pitch for a theme song for a, a kid's show, an animated show. And um, it's tough to find male singers that don't either sound really young or really kind of manly. I wanted sort of, you know, a young, cool guy and found Antonio and uh, he did an amazing job. And then it turned out um, that he was also a composer. And so we sort of checked out each other's cues and went, eh, you know, maybe we could do something together. And mm -hmm. here we are. All right. And, and Antonio, do you have anything to share about your first, uh, first meeting? Yeah, everything, he said, like? everything he said is true. Yeah, that's, that's how it happened. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, did you guys was, did you guys click immediately? What was kind of the what what let you guys knew that you guys worked together? What was the kind of the chemistry there? I think it. I I'll speak for me. I think it clicked. Yeah. It, it felt pretty serendipitous. Um, yeah, just I, I came to his studio to do this session, and we kind of. I mean, you know, we we kind of hit it off. It was just this one-off thing to start, and 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 we just got to talking and had a lot in common. Um, and I think we both kind of were really curious about what, what each other's skills and it just kind of went from there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, so uh, Rachel and Aaron, tell us your origin story. How'd you guys meet and how did this, uh, this team uh, form together? you like you're starting okay so I'll, I'm gonna take this so we actually met at the Disneyland Resort um, myself and Aaron as well as our third member have all worked and performed there um, musically and theatrical shows so we actually met at Disneyland while performing Wow yeah and, we'll, and our third so I was gonna say our third member him and I have been friends since high school and we're not you know we're just 28 so it's no big deal but <laughs> Because we were in a band together, writing music together, that's kind of where Kids Imagination took off, where we, Rachel, myself, and his name's Vince Walker. Uh, yeah, we just kind of all clicked together and decided to move on with this project or move forward with it. Absolutely. And I, I think we can all tell that you two are actually performers because you're kind of glowing in front of the camera versus the, or the rest of us who normally are behind the cameras. But, but uh, it's amazing. Yeah, so I mean, very brightly. Coming. Also... Sorry, sorry, Kaya. I want to point out we're married too. Uh, so yeah, that, wow. that's a huge thing too. Yeah, <laughs> we are, we that adds to the chemistry. Yeah. Yes, and we wow, we got married at Disneyland. <laughs> wow. So yeah, I mean, you guys are in the definitely in the children's uh, you know mindset and, and being there with I work at Cartoon Network Studios, so I work in animation as well. Oh, so we're all you know children's entertainers, and <laughs> but it's so uh, yes. Thank you for sharing your story. It's so great. Yeah. Um, so let's uh, move back to Antonio Myro. So. 
Uh, you guys, how do you, working as a, a duo, how do you kind of divide up the work uh, when working on a project like a Christmas dance reunion? Kind of how do you decide who does what? Is there kind of like a meeting at the start? And, or do you kind of go off, do things, come back together? Kind of what's your, your kind of approach to that? Um, we, we, we've kind of developed a rhythm um, where we, we, we trade off thematic things. So we go, we watch the film and then we, we kind of just identify the certain thematic content and the themes of the story. And we'll go off and write individually and then we'll share um, what we've each individually written. And it, and it kind of becomes um, very collaborative. So I, I, I'll speak for me and I, I think I can speak for Myra. We both come from, I think we all do, I think, from band backgrounds and playing, you know, a very collaborative way of making music. Uh, so we found a way to kind of keep that alive and, 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 and keep the energy going and, and find a way to, to, to breathe new life into, you know, you're writing a bunch of themes over 90 minutes if you're working on a film or on a TV show for even longer to like, to keep it engaging and keep yourself engaged and keep, and keep the energy um, flowing. Yeah, I mean, we just basically trade MIDI files of, yeah. uh, of our thematic ideas and a thematic idea can literally be, you know, three notes or a bar or something. And, uh, and it's great to be able to just have that shared folder go in and kind of, you know, poke around, see what's in there. And, uh, you know, sometimes you hear something and you just go, oh, right, this is, you know, that little missing thing that I needed for something that I was working on, right? Mm -hmm. And so it all just kind of weaves together. And um, like, we don't really sort of go, oh, now let's use this part of your thing and this part of my thing or whatever. We both just kind of grab and then, you know, keep sending back and forth. Mm -hmm. And that's how we, we sort of create this seamless musical DNA. And, you know, at the yeah. end, I kind of don't know who wrote what anymore, actually. Which is, I think, the best, the, I mean, the, the best thing yeah. possible. It becomes one cohesive voice. That's amazing. I mean, that's what you strive yeah. for. Yeah, you don't want people yeah. to feel jarred while listening or watching. Mm -hmm. you know? So, no, absolutely. So, uh, Rachel and Aaron, kind of the, the same topic. Uh, how, how do you guys split up uh, your, uh, first of all, what kind of are your roles within Kids Imagination and how do you collaborate with each other in, in, in those two different roles? Yeah, I mean, like Antonio was saying, we are, we are also very collaborative, um, but I would say in general, probably Aaron has a lot of ideas for melodies and I have a lot of ideas for lyrics, um, but we definitely um, collaborate as a whole and, and it ends up being something that we've all contributed a piece to. Um, and Vince Walker, our third member, Aaron and he have been writing songs together since they were in band together in marching band. So it does end up kind of being something that we all sit down and contribute to until we feel that we have a finished product. Yeah. When we're putting out web series, the turnover is very quick. And so we all take, we divvy up the writing of the script to, you know, all the, the, the back end where you're like, oh, I got to get the costumes and I got this and this and this. But as far as music is concerned, we also have an underlying score plus an original song with each webisode. So it comes together within a few days and that's also recording vocals, getting it fully produced and put out. And so Vince it, is definitely our engineer, our sound engineer. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a so lot of work. <laughs> it's yeah. a lot of it's yeah. a lot of work. Luckily, there's three of us, and we yeah. know that's how we kind of divvy it up. It's like, okay, I'll take the script for this one. You take the lyrics for that one. Uh, Vince is always just kind of that background. Mix He's and mastering. You know, it's mm -hmm. and you also cut and paste certain themes, right? So right. you go, right. oh, you know, Rachel's theme is blah, 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 blah. and so it's so easy once you start getting the files together to just kind of piecing it together. You know, 
it's about getting that workflow and just kind of pushing it through. So absolutely. So let's uh, stay with you two for for a bit because I want to I want to know how you kind of got more into creating content in the children's entertainment industry. I know you mentioned you worked at Disney together and and um, has this always been your passion and what kind of uh, drove this and how did this uh, you know company come to be? I feel like our passion is musical theater and just mm. so sort of music and performing and emoting, right? And when about 10 years ago, I started working actually in a preschool and teaching preschool music classes. And mm. I felt the need to just write songs that I that worked with me because each music teacher is different and has a different way of presenting their materials. And so mine is very upbeat and just kind of like not in your face, but just let's go, 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 go. I don't want to sit on anything five minutes uh, for each activity or song and we move on. So I started writing music, getting together with Vince, putting it together. Rach started coming in with going, hey, let's do a story with this. And then we're like, oh, all of a sudden we have this product and we- It naturally evolved into more of a musical theater yeah. presentation. So it was all live until about three and a half years ago when we said, why don't we make our own TV show and, and just put it on YouTube and kind of go from there. And that's, yeah, that's kind of how it all kind of blossomed. So- yeah, so it's kind of like you have both elements. When you come to a live musical theater performance, you can go home and watch the videos as a supplemental part to the experience, and vice versa. People who find us online can come to the live shows. And the live shows are fully produced musicals slash interactive dance parties. It's it's this weird description, but uh, yeah. we just performed at Legoland over 600 shows this past wow. year uh, in 2021. Wow. And we did five shows a day, but we wrote these shows for Legoland, knowing their audience and knowing the stage and knowing that there's a jumbotron. And so we were able to put all of these elements that we do in a web series or in a virtual format and, you know, put it out. And so it's kind of the best of both worlds. We get to sing, dance, have fun. Yeah, it kind of combines all of our interests, being that Vince and Aaron in the ska band, you know, us having our musical theater background, and but Aaron and I as well having a background in early childhood education. It kind of just brings all of our natural interest into one product. That's amazing. I, it just you can you can that organicness where it doesn't even feel like you're for you, you literally are just everybody's contributing what they love and and kind of mm -hmm. all works. That's amazing. Yeah. And I also yeah. Kids Imagination also just launched Kyan a uh, Kyan TV, which is a ugh, sorry jumbling today. No, you got it. It's your name. Which is a subscription based streaming service solely for kids. What was it like creating this uh, since it is kind of the first of its kind? I know a lot of the big studios and networks, including my own, are trying to focus on preschool, trying to focus on kids, and trying to hit that niche, but you're just taking it all on as your full streaming service. So yeah. talk about that. That's amazing. We wanted um, a platform that would bring all of our fans together in one place because we do so much, because we have live concerts, because we teach music. We wanted a place where all of that could live. Our web series, our con we will film our live concerts and present them as well. So really, we've created all of this content over the past 10 years. We wanted somewhere where people could access it commercial free. Um, and also just be a part of a community. We have, you know, our chat box, we have, they can submit to us videos and photos. It kind of creates a place where that family can live because in the past we only taught music at private schools and we'd always mm -hmm. have our um, followers at our live shows, how can we be a part of your music class? But they couldn't because we were only teaching, you know, at a private school. So really we need a space where we can all um, come together as a community and also a place where all of that content can live, whether it be a you know a vi archival video of a live show we did at an amphitheater that they can come back and watch, or a way that we can share music education and our passion for music 
and they can access all of our um, educational content as if it were our own version of Netflix. Okay. So, And we go live five times a week with interactive stories, mm. music classes. We, uh, in the preschool world, as you know, it's called circle time, which is when preschool teachers sit down at the beginning of the day and talk about weather and numbers and days of the week and things like that. So we have a, a class specifically for that age group and then a music class. And like Rachel said, it's community. We have a whole Facebook-like thing on our website where parents submit drawings, they submit videos, they submit uh, rec song requests for dance parties that we host on our, on our website. And these sh live streams look like a TV show. But they can interact with us. Like the parent on their behalf can say, wait a second, what is a quarter note? And we can in real time respond to yeah. them. So it's kind of like their TV shows talking to them. And vice versa, we have challenges like, oh, we, we, these three silly things that we can do at the end of class, you get to vote for it. Or maybe a child drew something really cool. They could take a picture, put in the chat box. Within a minute, I can then put it on the screen and it's all part of the show. I mean, it's fully produced transitions, fully produced uh, new new songs. Every, I mean, it's, we, we we're, get, excited. we're excited about it. So we're just like <laughs> rambling on and on. No, Back I mean, I can't imagine. <laughs> no, I just can't imagine right now. I mean, of course, in the world that we live in, I'm sure parents are striving to look for things like this for their children who are at home and not getting the stimulation that normally get would get if they went to actual preschool and stuff like that, you know, living in the pandemic yeah. world. So imagine a TV show that says your name because they check in at the beginning of the, the show, the class, and we literally go through those names and make sure we say them throughout the class. So it just becomes something that's theirs. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, personal. Yeah. That's amazing. So uh, let's jump over to Antonio and Myro. Um, uh, let's talk about a Christmas dance reunion because, uh, you know, you guys work together on this. And I'm just curious, how do you find a tone for the pro for a project like this? How do you kind of narrow down onto what the, the music has to be and what kind of tone you're trying to convey? Is it just looking at the images, looking at the, you know, what, what are you kind of uh, looking at to, to find the inspiration and find the tone? Um, well, I mean, I, I think, you know, for a, a project like Christmas Dance Reunion, you know, it's a, it's a genre film, right? It's a feel-good Christmas movie. So there's a certain amount of audience expectation already, right? Um, so, you know, it's it's going to be light. There's never going to be anything too dark or, or nasty happening, right? Um, <laughs> the director, Brian Herzlinger, we'd worked with before on another film called Twinkle All the Way. And, you know, he really loves the traditional sweeping orchestral kind of scores. And so we knew, you know, we're going to do another one of those. And, um, you know, this one's a little different because it did have all the dance numbers, right? So there were a lot of songs uh, which were done ahead of time. and We, we weren't involved in that. Um, so, yeah, it's just sitting down, watching the movie and uh, consulting with, with the director and then writing a lot of notes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I have a question. This is yeah. this. I I love Christmas movies. I love those goosebump moments where you're just watching and you're just like, I want to cry right now, or you're almost there. And mm -hmm. it really is all about the music, right? It's that sweeping orchestral stuff that you were talking about. The question I have for you is, do you when you write it and you're watching it and you're putting it there? Do you are you looking for that for yourself? Sort of that that feeling or are you kind of numb to it at this point and know that that the feeling will go there like oh bar bar 32 is when it hits you know what i mean yeah i know what you mean i i i i don't know that you're we're, we're looking for it all the time but it happens 
And when it happens, it's, I mean, that's the barometer, right? Like you have to trust that if you feel it, I think you've, you, everyone, you know, whoever watches it is going to feel the same way. Um, it's, it's really special. Like, and it's kind of strange when you write something and, and you're, you're like, why am I choking up right now? Um, but you have to trust that, that if, if it's affected you, then, then it's done its job. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, I mean, you know how it is, right? I mean, you work on the, on, you know, a project and you, you watch it literally 800 times. Right. And, uh, you know, there, there are, um, tools that we, we all have in our arsenals, oh, yeah. right. As songwriters, composers, you know, there's, oh, there's, sure. there's moves that you can make that, you know, it's going <laughs> to lift a certain way or it's going to yeah. do something. Right. And, uh, but I think it comes down to as well, you know, you write those moments and you, you think you've hit it. And then, you know, the client preview is always nerve wracking, right? Like no matter how many times you've done it, no matter how many times you've worked with someone, you send out that preview. Hope they like it. I hope they like it. Mm. And then when it comes back and they say, Oh, it gave me chills, it gave me goes, all right, good. You know, we did it. Um, because yeah, I, I, think, I think yeah. when you're when you're in the thick of it, sometimes you can get a little uh detached, right? You feel a little yeah, numb. 100 percent You you become, yeah, that's exactly I, I think it actually you get too far inside it. Yeah. That you lose objectivity sometimes. So it's always nice to be surprised. And it happens and it, and like, and cause and it makes you recognize, you know, that our job, like as much as we have tools that we can go to and we have, you know, a certain amount of musical knowledge that we can rely upon, it is this living and breathing thing. Um, and, and sometimes it gets you, you know, and, and, and that's really, that it reminds you why you do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, do, I, do, you, do you not find the same thing that, you know, you finish something and all you hear is what's wrong with it? Yeah. Oh Yeah. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Your your the worst critics are your your, your own. Right. Worst I mean, oh yeah. I think all creators have that, right? Just, yeah. Ah, yeah. Just, okay. The next one will be really good. <laughs> Absolutely. And ours is interesting in that after we've worked on it so much on our own, we take it to the live stage, and then we see how the audience reacts. And in some places, they react as expected. In other places, either in a positive or negative direction, it's definitely not what we planned for. And we kind mm. of have to adjust on stage and say, okay, that did not work as planned. And then, but look at this magical moment that we did not expect to happen that they're connecting with. And we have to focus there now. Absolutely. That's, that's so I'm, great I'm, that you get that feedback. Right. Immediately too. Yeah. Immediately. It's yeah. Yeah. And as improvers also on stage, and since it is our own product, we pivot very quickly. You feel it. You feel the audience go, ooh, that's not what we wanted. That's not what we thought would happen there. <laughs> but, but as storytellers, I mean, that's your storytelling through the music. And I think the music in those movies, it is the most, and that's the star. It really is the star. Yeah. So I'm just curious, we can go around the room here. What do you each find to be the most fulfilling or your favorite thing about uh, composing and songwriting? What really is creatively rewarding to you and what keeps you going? And uh, let's start with uh, Myro. Well, you know, I think it is that uh, that audience feedback. I mean, it, you know, for me, it's it's not as immediate <laughs> because I mean, a Christmas dance reunion, for example, that I mean, I, we scored that a year ago. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's it's a long time between it being in my studio in Antonio's studio and then you know getting audience reaction. But I mean, you know, uh, I work on a lot of preschool shows as well, a lot of animation, and um, I've had the joy of having some of them hit, you know, right when, uh, like, 
my daughter now is 13, but when she was in kindergarten and, you know, they came out and all those little kids knew all the songs that I had written and they were, had made up their own lyrics and, it, you know, it's really cool. Right. And you meet uh -huh. people and they tell you stories about, Oh yeah, I saw your thing. And, you know, I really love this and that. And yeah, it's, you know, I think just the audience really, you know, even if it is in a delayed reaction. That's incredible. I mean, to have people, react to that. I mean, just to have that, that feedback is amazing. <laughs> uh, Antonio, how about yourself? What, what, what's the most creatively rewarding thing for you? I mean, I, I, I'm not to jump on what Myra said, but I, and, and, and I shouldn't speak for anyone else, but I do think that is the ultimate reward. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to agree. Um, there's, it's a, like, it's a conversation. Like, it, you know, you're relaying your music is able to express a lot of what you can't say with words. Uh, it's the sensory, it, it, intangible thing. Um, I'll use an example. I, I this past summer, I, a show that I work on this last season is has a large musical component. So I, I for the first time, wrote a musical, uh, and I was on set. Oh, congratulations! That's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. And I was on set um, for the last day of the last episode, shooting the last scene of the of the series, um, and. They, the actors were performing a song that I'd written and everyone cried. Wow. Everyone cried. And to me that- the goosebumps. I cried because I did not expect that. You know, like it's, it's something you, you toil away on and you hope, you know, you're trying to convey a feeling. You're trying to reach out to people and reach into their hearts and make them feel the way you feel. That's why we get into music because you hear something you're like, I want to be, I want to do that. I want to feel, I want to be able to make people feel the way that made me feel. Yeah. Um, and those moments are, it's the ultimate catharsis. That's the, that is, for me, that is it. That is why you do it. I mean, when I was little, that's why I, I gravitate towards music. I'm not a I'm not a musician or a composer, but what it got me into filmmaking was was soundtracks and scores like that. And when I was little, it was yeah, I could connect. And I grew up on like you know on Land Before Time and stuff like that, where they didn't you know they treated children's emotions real. And when you can mm -hmm. treat that you know treat them as adults and treat them as people and have that human connection, I think that's the biggest thing. And yeah, just. I always remember, you always remember the things that make you cry, whether it's happy or sad, but it's like, that's what sticks with you. So I think that's, I agree with that completely. Yeah, yeah. it's amazing. So uh, Aaron and Rachel, uh, let's move to you. What, what the answer? Uh, I think you, they nailed it. They, I mean, you said it very you well. Said it, I mean, the, the only thing I can add is, I mean, it's a different experience because we, because we do the live performances as well as come out with the albums and put it together in a web series format. But this past time, we, we we had a Christmas run of our Christmas album and our show, and we had a show where everyone was singing the words to the song. And, and keep in mind, these are three, four, five-year-olds, but to be able to sing it with us, that was a moment. That was one of those moments, right, where you're just like, yeah. oh. To know that yeah. it meant, like you were both saying, we'll echo, like, to know that it meant something to someone else as much as it means to you and to know that you're all there sharing in that moment. And, you know, yeah, we have this one Christmas song that is kind of like our our Hallmark Christmas song that's kind of like our Disney song that is kind of all the Christmas feels and to have everyone out there singing it with you together is like, yeah. that's, that's what you strive for is that it means something to everyone involved and you're sharing in that collective moment together. 
It's also an EDM song, but (laughs) that's a whole different thing. Put the feelings in an EDM song, then then we got it. Disney meets EDM meets Hallmark. It wasn't supposed to be an EDM song, but it it just ended up being. There you go. But but, you know, I think one one other thing too, and this is probably true, I don't know for for everybody, but it's just the joy of the work, right? Like, you know, every day you start and there's this blank page and by the end of the day, you've created something, right? And mm-hmm. it's a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun too. Yeah. yeah. You have to remind yourself of it sometimes. It's like some, you know, when you're in the, you're in it and you're in your, and it, and it feels like work. You, like, I think I did it this morning. I'm like, you're waking up to write music. <laughs> yeah. What a, what, what, what a privilege. We did it this morning too, Antonio. Yeah. That's yeah. what we said this morning. We yeah. did a live stream. I have to say, check in, look around. Yeah. <laughs> We're at home during a pandemic and we get to create and reach a lot of people. This is the best mm-hmm. thing ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Um, so since we are here, we know we have two pairs here, two uh, a working relationship duos here and personal relationship as well. But, um, I was wondering if you have any advice. There's a lot of people, you know, people think of composing and songwriting as kind of the solo thing. Maybe they get to lock yourself in a room, the tortured artist, and and I have to be alone with my thoughts and maybe people not comfortable being vulnerable with other people. So I'm, I'm curious if anybody, if you guys have advice for anyone who might be looking for a, a, a working partner, creative partner, do you, are you, would you say to look for somebody that complements your strengths, that the, maybe complements your weaknesses, that's something that you can't do, but what would you give to somebody, advice you would give to somebody that's looking to maybe reach out and try to find a creative partner? And we can start with Myra again. You know, I think first off, it's personality, right? You have to kind of want to hang out with this person because you're going to be, you know, (laughs) spending a lot of hours and a lot of difficult hours sometimes where you're really cranky and things are not fun and there's pressure and so on. And, you know, if you can still laugh, right and then yeah and then that's important when to do it all over again i think that's number one you know all the other stuff i think kind of falls into place naturally right you have you have to have overlapping skills for sure mm-hmm. you can't be two just totally separate entities in a way you have to have some common ground and then hopefully there's enough that's unique to each of you which i think is you know pretty easy to find in most creative people um that you're now you know more than you are on your own right Absolutely. Antonio, would you agree? Anything else? Oh, and I would completely agree. I think the, the, I, I, I would like, you know, a relationship like this, I would liken it to finding any type of partner, whether, you know, romantic or otherwise it is a a partner. You're sharing something very intimate. Um, And that being said, aside from, you know, enjoying having them around and being around them, I think it, there is also, you need to be able to allow yourself to be vulnerable. Um, Absolutely. And there's, there's, you know, you're now, you're now two people. And if you, and if you are both willing to listen and be present, I think you can, you, that really um, influences the chances of the two of you becoming greater than the sum of your parts. Absolutely. Um, so Aaron, Rachel, well, how about you? What kind of advice would you have for people seeking to find a creative partner? I feel like we're just adding on to both, but I have a huge problem and it's something that I've, I've worked on, which is uh, letting go of an idea, right? Not, not sure. being stuck an idea. And I think as an individual, you really do get stuck on that and having a, a partner or having someone else 
that has something contra contrary to say about that. Uh, a different outlook. A or different, different outlook. <laughs> uh, and to being able to let go and trust that person uh, is one of the best things that I've ever done, which is mm. just go, man, okay, I really feel strongly about this, but if you think it's like, let's just let it happen, you know? I, I, Rach is here, but also with, with Vince, our other, our trio, that's the same thing, right? It's just kind of letting go and being able to trust the other person. Mm -hmm. Sure. I'm curious, uh, and I just want to piggyback on this uh, on this idea. But what, what do you guys do if if you have disagreements, or how do you compromise? If one person's saying one thing, the person's saying the other, where do you find common? How often does that happen? Maybe you guys are so instinctive, but anyone, I'm just opening up to the floor just to chip in. How do you get over disagreements? Yeah, that definitely it definitely happens. I think we're lucky to have three because sometimes we'll just say, you know what, let's put it there's three of us. If we put it out there to a vote, here are the two yeah. options. I mean, we're going to have to- Democracy wins there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think what you were saying, Antonio, is true. If you, like in any relationship, you have to know that your partner, that you share the same values and the same goals. But then for me, it's about starting in a place of peace and open-mindedness and knowing that if I do have um, an idea and maybe someone else is going to take it in a, a different direction, that I do trust that person and our common goals and um, common values that at the end of the day, it's going to all come together to something that we're all three happy with. Yeah. But mm -hmm. yeah, we have gotten to those points where we kind of disagree, even on things like, um, all right, we're going to release this album to Spotify. Is it going to be a single or an EP or, an, you know, and we'll say, all right, well, you know what, let's just, what do we all think? And, yeah. and the majority rules. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sometimes <laughs> we have to take a step back and go, let's come back to it tomorrow. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's good. That's a good advice. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's all. Sleep good. on it. Yeah. But, uh, Antonio it. Myro. Yeah. But as a duo, how do you, do you guys ever come to disagreements and, and you don't have a third to, to tip the, tip the scale? How do you guys deal with that? <laughs> well, we have the director. Oh, yeah. yeah that's true. Yeah, <laughs> He's always the tipping point. Yeah. What does he think? <laughs> but even if we didn't have the director, I think. I mean, if we're working on like working on this film in this instance, if there's something that doesn't, if we were in disagreement, which we weren't, but if there were ever, if there is ever an issue, the story is the deciding factor. Does it serve the story? Does it serve what's yeah. happening on screen? Does it serve moving, you know, certain things forward, like in terms of like leaning into um, a romantic relationship that's burgeoning? Maybe we want to explore that. That's the thing that that you that you um, you lean on, and and. And it's the same thing when, like, if you're in a band, I mean, when I was in my band, if we, I was in a band of four, there were many, that's four egos. Yeah. But, and it's, you know, sometimes very hard. <laughs> I was going to say we're in a band, so there's eight of us. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. And we are all the leader, by the way. I just yeah. want to point that out. Trumpet Most players like, uh, I think we need more trumpet. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the song is ultimately what, uh, you know, what you, that's, that's king or queen. That is, that is what you're serving. So it's what is best for the song, what is best for the film, what is best for the story. There's, again, you have to set your ego aside. Um, you're working in service of something that's bigger than that. Oh, that that's true. I, I would just say, too, that, you know, the way our workflow is for, for Antonio and, and me, it's um, because we put out our material and join it at the beginning, it, then we divide up the film, right? And we each go off and write our cues based on our common musical themes, right? So it's not that we're, we're there, you know, on every single cue together. 
um, but then we serve as each other's eyes and ears before it goes out, right? And mm-hmm. it's like, hey, you know, right, have you right. considered doing this at this part, or maybe it should go longer, mm-hmm. or shorter, or, you know, whatever, right? So we yeah. kind of have a, a nice built-in, um, you know, third party sort of between the two of us, just yeah. by looking at each other's uh, yeah, cues. Yeah. And, or we'll be each other's cheerleader. If someone's yeah. like, I just can't, I can't. <laughs> like, yeah. you can't. That's you, true. You can't. Yeah. You can because it's due tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> you can, you will. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, uh, to, I mean, before we wrap up, um, first of all, I just want to, I'm not wrapping up yet, but I just want to thank everyone for all that amazing insight. That's just fantastic. But um, I would love to go around the room. And I know sometimes you can't share projects that are in progress. You know, we have NDAs we have to respect, but is there anything that anyone can share that we can look forward to coming up next or maybe what's in the future uh, that we can uh, all expect from you guys? If anyone wants to share, we can jump in. I'll jump first. We are coming out with a preschool circle time album uh, for preschool classrooms that act as sort of a soundtrack to a day. So transition uh, transition songs. So if it's a song that's going outside, it's a rocking song that gets the kids pumped to go outside. Uh, kind of an auditory cue to help them transition into the next activity of the day. The theme is doom, 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 and then that starts every transition song along with songs with, you know, the alphabet and phonics and things like that, too. So that's our next step. Yeah, and- it's prepare, you know, prepare them for snack time, prepare, prepare them for lunchtime. So they have an auditory cue in their day that they now they can wrap their emotions around, okay, we're going to stop what we're doing now and move on to the next activity. And it's done in a fun, thematic way. Yeah. Can you guys do that for adults? I'd love to score my own life. That'd be, that's amazing. Oh right? <laughs> that a, and that's where the idea you... comes from, right? The idea comes from the cronk from Emperor's New Groove singing his own theme yeah. song. I mean, that's really exactly. what it is. It's like, we're going outside. Outside's about share time. And it's all educational too. And it, it instills yeah. the values of what yeah, and, friendship is and just being yeah. a kind person. And that's what motivate. that is what motivates me at least. You know, if you want to get something done, you put on your favorite upbeat song, all of a sudden you're doing it faster and with a better attitude. So it is. Seriously, I need, I need going to Costco music. I need, you know, like yes. writing, you know, doing Bill's music. No, it's good. Yes. <laughs> uh, Antonio Myro, is there anything coming up that you're uh, open to, you're able to share? about uh yeah so um actually we're we'll be working on a couple projects later in the year um but i'm working on a murder mystery right now for a lifetime starring tony braxton uh and it's it's uh based on a book series called the fallen angels book club and that i believe will be out in the spring but i'm not entirely sure and then also a couple of preschool shows for um company called super simple songs and one of them is a an action show so uh, a lot of notes per second on that one and uh, <laughs> a lot a lot of rock guitar too which is fun and then there's another one that's jazz based so uh lots of fun stuff coming that's awesome antonio anything anything to share yeah i i kind of made mention of the the show that has a musical so i work on a show called right. Det- detention adventure um which uh, in America, you can find it on HBO Max. And the third and final season will be coming out, I think, in March. And it is, um, it's for young adults. And this season, these kids who are in middle school, and they're, they're a rough and tumble bunch of, um, a, a motley crew of, of, of students in middle school who, who get into trouble and use their brains to solve some mysteries. They go to uh summer camp on an island it's an island school uh and 
a large part of the season is a musical that I've been working on for now a year. <laughs> wow. Um, but it should be coming out in March. All right. Well, thank you so much, everybody, for joining us this evening. Uh, this was amazing. And I want to thank all of you for, for sharing your stories and sharing your insight. I think it was a fantastic uh fantastic inspiration for anyone who's listening. Uh, and I want to thank Impact 24 PR for helping put this amazing panel together. Be sure to head to filmmusicmedia.com to check out our other uh, panels in this series. And uh, I hope everyone has a great evening. <laughs>